0: Good afternoon, sir.
1: Yo yo. This is episode 100 Fuck. of the Beef and Bitcoin podcast. I know. Pretty pretty <laughs> insane. Pretty insane. I can't um, I can't believe it's actually here. Episode 100. We've talked about this before that we try to a make it to a, at least 100 ago. episodes. I think we were a little off. We thought we would hit 100 really quick.
0: We yeah, I think we thought we hit it like <laughs> Yeah, in,
1: I think we were like, like March 100.
0: or April and it's July now.
1: So. yeah we were trying to get to 100 by months there, ago I think. yeah
0: a few months ago but, you know it is what it is
1: you know the whole planet got locked down so no big deal i think we did what we could
0: everyone everyone yeah <laughs> all things being considered how 2020 is going so far <laughs> so
1: yeah um i don't know i thought the title of this episode would be um you know is the party just getting started A lot of activity here. Bitcoin made its first move back towards and above 10k. I don't know where it is right now. It's just hanging out at 9900ish. All coins are pumping. Commodities are doing their thing. Silvers making moves. Golds making moves. Um, Stonks are making interesting moves as well. And it it, and I don't know. The topic kind of got going on Twitter a little bit, which was. is this the is this the beginning or is this like the end? And we're about to go back into another lull, and it's kind of hard to tell. So I thought this would be a good topic to uh, to kick around today. But how have you been doing this week, man?
0: I'm doing good. It's just another crazy week in the world of uh, commodities, crypto, and you know, I I don't follow a lot of shit coins as much as I used to. But this whole DeFi thing has just been blowing up on Twitter, at least in the crypto Twitter Bitcoin world. And I, you know, I don't know if we want to jump into this first, like, but there's all these DeFi coins that are like. Well, I think Yearn or Yearn.finance or YFI is the ticker, like 100X or something. I, I don't know. I don't follow the ship, but I just know that things are getting ridiculous again.
1: Yeah, it's, um, it's crazy. A lot of these coins I have never heard of and they are pumping. But I guess that's kind of reminiscent to 2017. A lot of coins started making moves early uh, in 2017 and very much so in the beginning of 2018. But it makes sense. I think I saw a really good chart that I actually might have sent to you about like the LTC, BTC ratio, how (laughs) usually when Litecoin pumps, uh, Bitcoin's bull runs start soon thereafter. So it's, you know, is this the last kind of DeFi scam, one last pump before the market totally collapses or is this the first of many new um pumps to come and i everybody's right there right now (laughs) and just everybody's wondering it's finally moving is this the start of something special i don't know
0: yeah no it definitely um it feels quite uh you know i don't know how to put it i mean i got in in spring 2018 a little after you but it feels like things are starting to, especially the, the Ethereum pump. I mean, when I look at the Ethereum chart and I have no horse in the Ethereum race, I don't own an Ethereum bag. I have no exposure to it. <laughs> but when I look at like the Ethereum monthly right now and the weekly closes in a few hours, like six hours, usually we record Sunday nights, but it's like Sunday afternoon, Eastern time. But, uh, so there, we won't get the, uh, weekly closing, but if we close anywhere like it is right now, um, And I know a lot of people are saying, "Oh, there's a lot of you know resistance here at 350, whatever." I'm just looking at this and I'm thinking, like, the next stop for this is like 400 bucks. Like, if we close up like this, it's going to 400 again, you know, at least and maybe reverse. But uh, you know, who knows? If Ethereum pumps, I don't know if that what that means for all the zero X tokens or whatever, all the the you know ERC20, excuse me, uh, tokens. Does that mean they fucking go up too? Because there's a fuck ton of those. Right. (laughs) There, i mean there's a fuck ton of
1: those man no it's true there's there's so many shitcoins out there and it's that it almost makes me feel like you know when you think back to the dot com bubble um that bubble got into the trillions of dollars and that was 2001 fiat shitcoin money um so i can only imagine uh, inflation adjusted how much in 2020 dollars that could be today and um it reminds me so much of that because you could have just dozens and dozens of alts and other projects become severely overvalued um very quickly you know obviously with with bitcoin um rising as well and but it it could really get into the trillions this time around which is uh, exciting and super scary at the same time.
0: Yeah, no. And again, you know, $20 trillion of liquidity was pumped into the markets in the past few months by central banks. So again, knowing the price of anything is impossible. Nothing has a correct value. We don't have a, a sound form of money. The money we have is unsound. They're printing at all demands to keep certain asset prices up, but liquidity is unbiased and it spreads to everything. And that includes crypto you know um and after seeing what uh you know precious metals last well a few months but the last week like gold silver platinum um etc the way they've moved it, it wouldn't surprise me especially if bitcoin can close up above 10k on the weekly which again is six hours away from that close um if we can close above 10k but even right now the weekly doesn't look terrible at ninety nine twenty on a bit you know we close up above 10k we might be very quickly, you know, another week or two, maybe, um, back to 13, 14K area, and it, it'll happen quick. Because again, a thousand dollar move at 10,000 is 10 percent. It's not that big. Right. It's, it's not, not that, that big. Yeah. Um, and the, you know, the last monthly candle, June didn't look too hot, but the way this July is closing, which closes in five days, uh, could mean huge implications here, especially if we close above 10,400. Uh, so. That's something to keep an eye on here. Uh it could be that time. If it is, then fucking buckle up. I you know, <laughs> I don't wanna like get hope you know, give anyone opium or anything. Cause... Yeah, no,
1: of course, of course. Um it, it's real. Uh you can tell that you can tell that it's real because we're actually talking about it right now. Literally the price is up, I don't know, a couple percent and then it's like sentiment has totally shifted. And you can feel it (laughs) in the air instantly. I mean, everybody's feeling like completely different. So um, it's good for us to make sure you and I kind of check each other on that. But that's not to say I don't think you um, you could be right. Things move super fast. We went from 10K to 20K in 2017 in like two weeks. It just moves really, really fast when when it kind of chooses to do its thing. So and I think that's also important to recognize because I you know, there are a lot more people that are getting ready for getting in this time around who are here really early, who have, you know, gotten into Bitcoin crypto space in 2019 in the bear market. You have a whole new group of people who are just getting interested in 2019, 2020, and um, they're excited for sure. So it feels like there's a lot more people getting ready to jump in, and they have no idea how fast things can yeah. start to happen
0: yeah and well another thing of, you know since 2017 and early 2018 the on-ramps there's so many more on-ramps for fiat and just buying bitcoin in the ease to buy bitcoin i guess other cryptos too um that's a huge difference too in the last three years roughly um that's you know obviously there's the compliance and regulatory side which has stepped up but the ability to buy bitcoin is much easier now than it was even in mid 2017 three years ago uh and it'll be interesting to see um you know, again, people forget crypto t- trades 24-7, 365. There's no, you know, overnight futures limit or anything. So these coins can move 50% overnight and then the next day drop 25% and then the next day move up 200%. So anything is possible. Uh, and that's what people forget. Like it's it's easy in hindsight to look at like 2017 and be like, oh, it was easy to buy something and hold it all year. Fuck no. Like, like when you look at Ethereum, like shit like Ethereum, when that, you know, like went from fucking i don't know like under 8 bucks to up to 400 and then 400 back to you know 140 in right. like a few weeks like that's not easy to fucking just lose half of your money over half of your money in like 3 weeks like and i know people oh it's no it's not cuz it's it's fucking fiat fucking pasted on your fucking blockfolio app and when it goes from x to let's say like it goes from $10 to $5 or four dollars, whatever, because it's a sixty percent drawdown and you know, in some of these moves before it fucking moves again higher, that's tough for people to hold on, you know. Like <laughs> so.
1: even just those last few weeks of December twenty seventeen were unbelievable. Nobody was really ready for any of that. Oh, no, and it happened. <laughs> it happened it happened it happened. No it just happened so fast. But it happened fast to the point where like you felt you felt like a genius, dude. The euphoria was real. Oh. It really did feel like that was total permanent plateau. Like
0: Oh, permanent plateau 100 percent That was like we're going to a trillion dollar market cap. Like don't. it was like all the people who told me crypto is fucking dumb, could suck my <laughs> dick. Like, no, it was like I know I, I shouldn't be saying that in this podcast, but fuck it. <laughs> so we, we swear. But like it was great. It was like the people who were like I can't tell you how many people who like told me in the summer that it was stupid, that I was wasting time. And then they, oh, I can't sign up for this exchange. Yeah, motherfucker. I gave you six months in advance to make money and you didn't do shit. And now yeah. you want to buy because the price is up. Well, too late. And and again, it's like the, those people, they come in in December, they either get wrecked or they get pissy because they can't get anything. And then they're like, oh, it'll never happen again or this and that. And it was like, there are plenty of opportunities to make money in crypto on both sides of the trade whether it was short or long side in the years between like there's no way around that like in the the uh, march and april bottom for bitcoin and the alts in spring of 2018 everything doubled or tripled that's not in a month too it was in a month's time you know i mean and then obviously when we bled out the rest of 2018 but again the the 2018 bottom on uh, december most coins rallied 400 500 from the bottom not all but like litecoin ethereum I don't think Ripple did that great from the bottom, but it's still a lot of coins. So my point is, is like people come into space and then they all, like when they come into a euphoria moment, they get all pissy because either A, they lose money or B, they just say they miss out. There's always opportunity in markets. It's just, you got to be patient and just wait is really what it is, you know, and understand what the fuck you're doing too, you know, uh, know your strategy, know what you're doing, whether it's you're accumulating something in the hopes that in five years that you're going to be able to sell it to a greater fool at X amount, or like you know you're accumulating something because you think in twenty years it's going to be worth you know you're thinking you're buying the next Amazon per se in nineteen, there you're buying the Amazon bottom of like two thousand three or whatever, um, right. but just no no. Understand your strategy if you're coming into whether you're just buying Bitcoin or whether you're buying ship coins or whether you're buying equities right now. I don't care what the fuck you're buying. Know your strategy because these markets move fast, even the equity markets. I mean, like what we experienced in March was individual stocks losing 70% of their market cap in three to four weeks. So, um, you know, just bear in mind that things move, especially now with the amount of fuckery that central banks have done by dumping liquidity into the markets.
1: Yeah. No. I th- one thing I wanted to touch on that you had brought up there was uh, was the on ramps. Like mm-hmm. I th- I think that's so much different this time around because I've seen a couple memes about it. I'm actually thinking about making one, and uh, I haven't <laughs> I haven't thought about it enough yet. But it took so long to go from making the decision of I want to buy Bitcoin or I want to buy shit coins or whatever in 2017 it took weeks to go from i want to do that to actually being able to buy your first whatever it took so long for the onboarding process all the kyc pictures of driver's license passport (laughs) just a, a lot of nonsense Uh, And even when you even if you wanted to do the easiest thing and sign up for Coinbase in 2017, it still took a long time and still wasn't super intuitive or easy to use. It takes minutes to sign up for Cash App and buy your first Bitcoin, assuming you don't already have Cash App. It takes minutes to sign up for Swan Bitcoin and decide you want to buy 25 bucks a week worth of Bitcoin and like make that decision decide that you want to do that and then go and do it. Um, It's so much easier this time around. So I'm hoping that we run into a little bit of issues uh, just so that that's a little hint to me that there's a ton of demand and a lot of people trying to jump in um, to Bitcoin. But also to touch on, you know, just the thoughts of strategies of what you're doing. I think there's a big difference between just like the two things I mentioned. You decide um, you want to stack Sats for You know, 10 to 20 years from now, and that's a whole different decision and thought process of, oh, well, maybe I want to sign up for Swan and buy 10 bucks a week, 25 or, you know, pick pick a number a week, month, whatever. Um, That's a totally different decision to make than it is to, ooh, the price is going up. I just want to gamble and have a good time on altcoins or something like that. Two totally different um, decisions that are both – interested in like this brand new ecosystem in space
0: There's definitely there's there's different strategies to everything uh and uh, the best thing i can say is pick something find your edge and you know ex- use you know uh, use and abuse that edge you know if you have an edge in something use it you know whether that's your ability to sit through fucking swings and just begin, right you know you you know use your edge find your edge in this um you know because like a lot of people fucking crushed it even you know even when prices fell in the end of you know early 2018 we're still up ungodly amounts because they just were able to sit all of 2017 on their hands you know whether they had bought bitcoin or certain shitcoins. coins and so again it's the ability to understand what you're you know into and kind of getting understanding market sentiment too you know that's a that's a huge thing uh you know and this as you were saying this whole DeFi thing this farming yfi or urine like this fucking I, if you're watching you can see it it's fucking great <laughs> uh it's this fucking iq curve and it's like the fucking very dull end 50 iq it's like the fucking typical fucking like i don't even know like low iq fucking uh what's it what's the name of those memes
1: Wojak uh, memes. yeah
0: Wojak with like a rounded it just if you can see you'd understand and it's like farming yfi and then it's like at like 100 iq angry wojack crying what the fuck how can you, these weebs neats and autists be yielding a thousand percent uh average per year uh or if i is that apr is that yeah apr average per year i'd have that right right i'm not retarded am i Otherwise, <laughs> I'm I'm hanging out at the 50 doll. I'm the farming yeah. YFI. I'm on the left end over here. That's on the I'm on the, the doll end. And then there must be a catch. And then there's like the typical Chad face at 150 farming YFI, and it's just hilarious. It was just response. The, because there's somebody who tweeted. I realized there are two types of people who have been making a killing on DeFi: the 130 plus IQ and the sub 70 IQ. Everyone else has been left on the sideline and watching in disbelief luckily i mean someone says luckily i'm incredibly stuck oh Udi. <laughs> yeah it just uh <laughs>
1: no it's great i mean clearly i fall into that 100 iq category because i'm looking at this looking at it like uh um, oh, God, like, like... BitConnect. I'm like, I'm not touching this with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> <laughs> and then every everybody who's dumb is pretty much absolutely crushing it on DeFi yield farming. And then everybody highly intelligent is like, well, I know this is a scam, but I'm pretty much going to do it anyway because I'm going to yield farm and earn whatever.
0: Yeah. <laughs> i'm looking at this fucking another one some other <laughs> one it's sub, sub 95 iq i don't understand this shit and i literally fomoed into a one dollar stablecoin at four bucks but somehow <laughs> i'm already up 5x already thanks to the anon who introduced this shit to me and then there's like the 95 to 150 iq uh guys uh actually it's a ponzi so better get out asap warned you hee he screen cap this uh. and then then there's the over 130 iq with with his brain that makes a bed with a female brain body on top of him, riding in the mount- in, in the mounted position, just for those that are just to see, just to picture it, and it's like, finally going to make it. AMPL is a new paradigm, are already at 40x, never selling. Last missing piece for crypto is non-correlation to Bitcoin. We'll eat all stable coins alive. So <laughs> it's just, it's the best. And then I just have to read this last one. It's like 50 to 75 I- IQ uh 75 iq longing yfi 75 to 90 <laughs> iq farming yfi 90 to 110 iq wrecked 110 to 125 iq farming yfi 125 to 150 iq longing WiFi. i just i find it fucking hilarious
1: yeah no the whole thing is yeah. absolutely I, absurd
0: yeah I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find a uh Coin chart. I'm trying to find the hundred because I know it. I know it. Hundred X. I'm trying to find a chart though that shows at hundred X in because it went from something stupid. Like I only get July 22nd, but apparently at hundred X at its peak.
1: Yeah, I mean, I believe it, <laughs> dude. There's, I mean, the,
0: the total circulating supply is thirty thousand coins. I mean, come on. And there's there, the circulating supply is twenty eight nine two three right now, and the total supply is thirty thousand coins. I mean, dude, this thing's gonna be trading at like twenty thousand dollars a coin until it just dumps into oblivion. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna surpass Bitcoin. One, when, when does one YFI equal one BTC? That's where, <laughs> that's where <what> we're heading. <laughs> Seriously, you don't believe no, me? No, yeah, that's true. Thirty thousand fucking supply. I mean, there's and there's twenty eight nine two three right now. Um, fucking, let's see. Where is the Bitcoin price? Yeah, it's trading at point three seven BTC. That's uh, a lot i know <laughs> that's a lot. That's, yeah, a lot that's a lot i know it's like uh what's the, let's see if zec since uh zec btc is that what it is
1: yeah if you look zcash. at the longest
0: i'm yeah, trying to find the... i forget which chart oh, yeah, there it is there it is <clears throat> <clears throat> when yeah when zcash
1: launched it was like extremely overvalued
0: it was insane 25 zcash to one bitcoin yeah it was insane so that's what everyone's longing for in the Bitcoin world. they're like, "Okay, one day we shall return i don't even i'm I'm curious now now we're I'm delving into shit coins. I haven't done that in a long time, but just looking in general I'm just trying to see how much circling supply this has z e c has uh it says circling supply nine point six million so far I don't know what bitcoins circling supply is right now. Do you know what it is uh
1: Army had like eighteen million.
0: Yeah, it's got to be I gotta something like
1: that. I <clears> got eighteen. <throat> yeah, almost eighteen point four. Yeah, it's right, almost cool. eighteen.
0: So it's it's got half the supply of Bitcoin. So it very well could. No, a lot of these, and
1: you know, people have been asking me a little bit on uh, the Instagram page. And I was like, "Listen, I'm not touching alts because it's—I've uh, touched the stove once before and got burned. It's not fun. <laughs> I'm not gonna—I'm not gonna do that." Any. My whole framework of how I think about Bitcoin and this whole space has changed completely. Where yeah. I'm <laughs> accumulating Bitcoin for the future. If you want to have a, a a little slice that you want to sell to, you know reward yourself by all means uh you can you can feel free to do that but this whole thing is just it gets really wild with the shitcoin stuff the only thing that interests me about shitcoins is i think it's a good leading indicator for oh yeah just what's to come that's all and that's fine and you know people <laughs> if you want to speculate on it that's great i hope they start pumping cuz bitcoin is either right behind them or right ahead of them in this whole um this whole game so it's it's totally fine. I'm just not gonna touch the stove anymore. It's not fun.
0: Not touch the stove. Yep, it, it, it burns. It burns. No, yeah, it I, sucks. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's definitely one of those things where it's we are. It's it's like the next freaking week where this monthly candle closes on Bitcoin has huge implications for the rest of the year, for the last four months. Like, I uh, will. The four month uh no, the four month doesn't close yet. Shit. I even use four month candles because they kinda are cool. But uh no, I, I'm generally wondering where it's gonna close. That two month candle, that fucking doji, that bodge yeah, candle. Yeah, I know, it's so wild. Um it, and and from a price action perspective, it's pretty good showing rejection on a very, very high time frame. So yeah. I mean um Yeah, and the fact that it was eaten up that quickly means, there's obviously demand for Bitcoin down there and people, you know, people stepped in and bought, you know, um, and
1: yeah, no, that's that's a good point. The the hodlers, when you can see that kind of huge buy up, um, there's hodlers at every price. And the good thing about new hodlers coming on board is (laughs) their floor is so much higher than yours. Right. So, you know, Bitcoin wicks down to four K. People who have been in since 2017 are like, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to take a nice little chunk out of this and buy it up. Whereas somebody who's just getting in in the last couple of months, uh, now if it drops back down to $9,000, they are like, oh, it's cheap again. I, I got to buy some, right? Like their whole experience with this is uh, is different. So as more hodlers come on board, it's, uh, it's always going to be a good thing because everybody's got a different floor price where they're stepping in to, to buy it up.
0: Yeah, no, it's definitely different. And there's obviously people who who've been holding Bitcoin sub triple digits, which is a completely different perspective. Right, totally. But it's like why would you even want to buy one above thousand dollars? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I, dude, I wonder. I wonder if I, if I bought like under a thousand dollar Bitcoin, if I, I guess it depends how much you get, right? How yeah, much if if you, put, if, what kind of position you have where you're yeah. like can afford to not buy more of it, but on the other hand. Let's say you bought. Let's say you bought a hundred Bitcoin under a thousand dollars somehow, right? You know, yeah. you let's spent say, a little let's bit. Say, you let's say it. you
0: bought it two hundred bucks in the you know, twenty fifteen timeframe. I'm just looking at the chart. That's right. Nice. So twenty grand in there. So,
1: yeah. So. Let's say you ha- you have a uh, hundred Bitcoin that you bought pretty cheap. Uh, let's say you also have a good job, right? And you you want to save your money in a different way, or you want to do something with your money. You have you know, you've saved up your emergency fund. What are you going to do with that cash? So let's say you're already sitting on a heavy Bitcoin bag. Do you, would you still buy more? Would you, you, you know, like, I don't know. I feel like I would because I don't know what else to buy at this point. Everything sucks in my opinion from a, you know, like I don't want to go buy real estate. I don't really want to buy stonks. I don't, uh, like what else do you buy if you already have a heavy bag? I don't know. Maybe, maybe you, you still would, it's hard to tell.
0: Yeah, no, it is one of those things that's tough to tell. Um, you know, obviously, like, I'm one of those people that are under the belief that the more Bitcoin you can accumulate while it's under 20K, the better. You know, <laughs> right. and, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we never go back to 20K. But um, I think the way that uh, central bank policy has been going and seeing the price action recently on precious metals and obviously equities, it kind of makes you think that there's no other option but up.
1: No, I I know, and I think that's that's kind of the moral of the the story here. The central banks globally have been extremely irresponsible, and are trying to do whatever they can to save this mess. And it it shows on the charts that people are concerned and are seeing. I mean even on the screen here you have like this monster move in silver and to me you know yeah, <laughs> i know Safe says this sometimes them. it's like <laughs> safe's like silver is like the like the moderate the shit coin of something but it's like it reminds me of litecoin in the sense where it's like litecoin moves and, and as like this leading indicator and silver's like waving the red flag like hello 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 is <laughs> anybody else seeing the fucking money printing that's going on here it's um it's a good signal in my opinion
0: opinion. See look at that six month candle. It's fucking again the same thing with Bitcoin except on even right. a higher time frame. Just a giant doji. I mean, this the second half of this year, it we could be at fucking forty five dollars silver. It wouldn't even surprise me if it happened. Especially considering the amount of money printing that's happened, uh, and the physical demand side for silver. You can't get silver, I mean the future's now trade at twenty two bucks or whatever, twenty two seventy six on the close on Friday. Um but the physical demand that I'm not I don't you know own any physical silver. I probably will own a lot one day and probably physical gold too. But um I know for a fact that like people at least even up until recently when it was below silver's prices below twenty bucks on the futures, you couldn't get it for like the physical, you know, physical ounce of silver for under twenty bucks. Right. You were only able to get it, you know, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four. I can only imagine the premium on physical silver now um is trading higher, maybe twenty-six, twenty-seven. It wouldn't surprise me 25 year. Interesting times ahead. Uh, the second half of this year, especially because they have fucking stupid election in America. So everything's getting politically driven. And right. on top of that, I didn't even realize this until I listened to a podcast not too long ago. There is no fucking budget ceiling through June of 2021 for the US. So there's like major, there's so many implications with this election too. Yeah. Like, uh, and I don't even like talking politics, but obviously one side in America, which is a democratic party is a very big fan. And not that Donald, we didn't become a socialist country under Donald Trump because we gave free money right. out to everyone. So we are, we already are a socialist country, but uh, it, it's scary implication, hypothetical situation that the Trump loses the presidency and, you know, a democratic presidency comes in. They can spend unlimited amounts of money and implement, uh, forever you know universal basic income which would only distort wealth inequality even though people would think it would make it better it would only make wealth inequality because what they do is like oh here's your twelve hundred dollars a week or whatever they're giving people and people would be happy but guess what they're they're bailing other people out to the tunes of billions and trillions of dollars in a lot of other places because it doesn't matter how much money you print if there's no productivity if people you know aren't going out and producing shit or doing a you know good or service etc and that it just fucking doesn't work, you know. You can print all the money you want, but if you aren't producing shit and you aren't making shit, it doesn't work. Nothing good comes to that.
1: Right, right. No, it's a good. It's a good point that there are tremendous implications with that for all markets globally. Um, I'd love to think that Bitcoin would be unaffected, but obviously it wouldn't. That's <laughs> that's dumb to think uh, everything matters. But you know, one last topic to kind of jump into was the. Um, Kind of big news, actually, the The U.S. office of uh, the controller of the currency, the OCC announced that national savings banks and federal savings associations can now provide cryptocurrency custody services to their customers. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty big news. Uh, one quick quote, the opinion clarifies that the banks can continue satisfying their customers needs for safeguarding their most valuable assets, which today for tens of millions of Americans includes cryptocurrency. Now, the other interesting thing about this was that, uh, the acting controller, Brian Brooks is the former chief legal officer for Coinbase. And he took office less than two months ago after um, after the departure of Joseph Otting. Um, yeah, it's pretty interesting to see a little bit of the regulatory revolving door starting to happen in, in this industry. Um, you know, it, you could look at it as a pro or a con, right? It's a pro that, hey, this guy used to work at Coinbase. Hopefully he has sent a few Bitcoin, Bitcoin transactions in his day. He knows a little some, bit about some it.
0: Bitcans. Bitcans, some Bitcans. Some bi-
1: bitcans. Um, yeah, so hopefully this guy knows a little bit of what he's talking about. Now he can um, perhaps um, push things through that would make things easier. But on the other hand, typically when the state starts getting involved in stuff, it makes it worse. So uh, I'm 50-50 on this, but I think it's a good thing to note that we're starting to see the revolving door um, happen. So it's, um, but I think the, the the real thing is there's starting to be demand for this, right? You have people who want to hold Bitcoin or cryptocurrency or whatever, and they surprisingly still trust their bank. like that, That's who they want to hold their valuable stuff. And uh, I hope that it actually leads to banks going back to their original intention, which is holding valuable stuff like money warehousing or warehousing gold, um, a place to Protect and keep your valuables, even if you have to pay a fee for it. So I think that's a, a good step in the right direction. But what do you think? Is this is this
0: bullish, bearish? Uh, I don't know. You tell me. Um, it's bullish, and I, I don't want to be the asshole to correct you, but it's the U.S. Office of the Comptroller of the Currency. I had a you know that libertarian asshole guy, whatever. Because uh, I it's Comptroller of the currency. Comptroller. It's a weird comp, yeah, I know it's a really weird name, but I've read this name the OCC. I've read this a gazillion times. And that, that Comptroller is just a weird name, but it always stands out to me. Uh, yeah, no, it's, again, it's funny because three years ago, uh, summer of 2017, even when the crypto bubble was really starting to, you know, fuel up and really starting to run then, um, there was not banks, institutions were barely giving crypto, Bitcoin, whatever, digital currencies, the light of day. And it's funny how quickly we've came in the last three years to now where it's mainstream media publications like Bloomberg, uh, Reuters, etc. are all just publishing shit about how all these you know banks want to go digital. Uh, and again, I kind of come from the side that hey, we don't want to you know not we don't want to give away all our cash for this digital currency. Because I'm you know I'm a little worried and the more concerned side of financial panopticon and. You know, kind of like what's happened with Patreon and PayPal, where people just get outright banned. Like, so, um, and obviously this is a, another, one of those things for Bitcoin. Uh, but again, at the end of the day, you know, having a physical medium of exchange is still important to me, um, especially in the digital area and the financial panopticon we live in.
1: Yeah, no, that's a good point. I, I, with all the talk of going cashless, cashless society, this and that. Everywhere,
0: dude. It's, pu- um... it's pushed so hard. <laughs>
1: I know it's pushed super hard, and I also think people still like cash. Surprisingly, there's um, a small minority of people who really like (laughs) using cash. I I mean, I'm from Philadelphia. Philadelphia's a cash-heavy city, dude. A lot of people keep cash on them. A lot of people, especially in the city.
0: There's like the way I look at cash is either generally either poor people or people who have fucking money. It's 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 yeah. it's generally those two the people that fall in the middle class are generally more inclined to use credit cards from what I can tell and stuff but it, it generally with cash it's generally the the lower income side or the people that have fuck you money and they want to use cash cash is just like you're not nobody turns someone down when they give them you know 200 bucks for the dinner or whatever you know what I mean stuff like that you know it just it's a statement type of thing
1: No yeah I I like having cash I like paper money for paper sure money. it's it makes uh, it's like not you feel like a that. fucking
0: baller Okay no, yeah <laughs> Yeah, having, In, <laughs> and, until
1: we're like tra- until we're like trading open dimes, like USB stick with Bitcoin on them is like cash. Um, until then, dude, I like paper money. It, it's cool.
0: I like having I cash like physical fungible money it. that the government yeah. can't see what I'm spending on.
1: No, that's a good point. It, you know, good fungible money, cash works um, very well. You know what? It works very well as long as it's being accepted, and I think that's that that's very much the story of bitcoin too it's like yeah bitcoin's great but it's not helpful if nobody wants it or if nobody's accepting it for goods or services and that's that's what makes cash so good is um as long as people are accepting it um it's it's fantastic to keep around the only times i've run into it is where stores literally have a sign that says no cash accepted or so that's, for, that's for X and X reason, like no cash accepted. And I, don't know, I was like, damn, like, you know, there are times if it keeps heading in that direction, less and less people will want cash. But I hope that if, if the reason is because they prefer to go digital, I hope somehow Bitcoin can pick up the slack of where like paper money isn't, um, being used as much, uh, I, I, w- I would like that that would be that would be okay for me if if uh, Bitcoin can pick up a little slack where like paper money is is not being used as cash because because of I don't know if it's like a, a dirty thing or it's just so much easier from an accounting standpoint from like a food truck to put the QR code or do it on whatever square something like that like I could get how you don't want to have to handle the money for for whatever reason I guess I can understand it but I hope that. I mean, digitally, may, you can accept cash, right? <laughs> so maybe I, one like, day I
0: can go to Starbucks and get a coffee with Wi-Fi, or Wi-Fi, with and pay with my uh, fucking with my yield farming coins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something, <laughs> something, something like that. Hopefully, is and, in our and speaking someday. of the dollar, since we we're talking about fiat and shit coins, um, the dollar index just broke through kind of a important kind of little resistance or support, excuse me, uh, and it looks like the dollar index is going to be plunging here in the next few months. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah, and so uh, and you're seeing it across the commodities. We're seeing gold, silver, platinum, palladium, et cetera, pump. And that's why we're also, when you look at the Euro USD, even though I thought the Euro was going to die at one point, it has been saved (laughs) now, and it looks like Euro on a high time frame aspect is heading back to one quarter per dollar, or whatever, or Euro USD, whatever. So I, I don't so know. what do
1: you think the macro trend is reason for that
0: you, you know I'm not a fucking genius at all on this I just look at charts and I probably should listen to some smart people talking a podcast so I could formulate an opinion on this uh no it, it's it's a good question um you know part of it obviously is the money printing and lower interest rates like mm-hmm. if we hiked interest rates like it's so, over yeah no dude the, everyone would fucking go for dollars I mean dude China has three percent interest rates right now like mm. the 10 year y- yield right now is at fucking and I, I don't know exactly which bond that is for china or whatever that interest rate yeah, is yeah yeah but it's it might be a 10 year yield or 10 year or five year but the 10 year in the u.s is paying 60 basis points i mean you'd be out of your and fucking insane to get 60 basis points you know a year uh it's a ridiculously little amount of money you know and it's like how do you expect like let's say someone Who's eighty you know, who's sixty years old now and has saved up two million for retirement, and they you know, maybe twenty years ago they could have stuck those in bonds yielding five percent and live the rest of their life comfortably. You know, if you were sixty in two thousand, you're born in nineteen forty and you saved two million dollars, you could comfortably live off that five percent per year. It's a hundred grand a year. Um that's not the same now. I mean, you don't you don't get shit, you know. Right. And so it's interesting to see um you know, will the yields pump soon? I would love to see fucking yields pump. I would laugh my ass off because the central banks would be fucking losing their minds if somehow. I know everyone says the U.S. is going negative. I and I know every chart points says probably going negative, but I just, oh man, I don't. I don't believe in a world where there'll be negative rates in the U.S. Man, I mean, things will get. Things are already getting pretty ass backwards in some of the cities in the U.S. I think negative rates will make it even more ass backwards. And again. Kind of relates to how central banks fucking with the money, fucking with you know, interest rates. All this manipulation kind of comes back, and that you can see it play out, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: So. No, yeah, it's. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm. I'm just the only reason I would say that we're heading towards negative rates, or that we'll at least see them, is just because so many other central no, banks are Everyone already are, are already there. But um, but on the other hand, everybody's kind of expecting it, so. Maybe, that, uh, maybe you do go the other way, right? This
0: this daily candlestick and the yield will save it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'd be pretty I I'd be it'd be pretty funny to me if we like if yields, you know, doubled or tripled, you know, in the span of a few weeks here. Like, could you imagine if we just filled this void, even just back up to, you know, one and a half percent, one point four. Um, you know, it'd be absolutely insane. You know, and there's no limits to to the way yield moves and stuff like that and the way bonds trade, you know what I mean? Like bond traders are men. They are men, dude. Those things will fucking, they'll lose like 70% of the value in a day or something. And no big deal. You know, there's no fucking limits for those, you know. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'm curious to see how this all plays out. I mean, I think it's a pretty good way to wrap it up is does the U.S. go negative by the end of the year? I think with the amount of people, as you were saying, it kind of, you know, taking the opposite, the contrary or contrarian side. I think with so many people pointing to negative yields and it becoming a very, you know, mainstream, when I say mainstream, I mean mainstream among like the finance world or whatever, that yeah. we're going to go negative in the US and it's inevitable, that we might just get some retarded yield pump. Or Jerome just says, hey, fuck it, we're raising the overnight rate to fucking 2%. You know, I would love to see Jerome just come out and just do that, just shock the world. <laughs> oh my God, I can't imagine.
1: Yeah, dude, that was a good way to wrap it up. This was a good episode. Uh, make sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. Leave us a comment on uh, a review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure to follow us on Spotify and shoot us a DM. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Uh, this one was a lot of fun. Stay safe out there. and Get ready. Buckle up if we're actually going to make moves in the next couple weeks and, uh, and enjoy it. All right. Peace. Peace.